Episode 26, Understanding That The Dots Connect, with founder Becky Rabin. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. As a business coach, qualified personal trainer, and founder of Alternatively Healthy and to Influence, my key message in the wellness industry is to bring credible wellness content to those who need it most, to bring experts all together in the industry, those who are doing the most incredible work and share their message, as well as champion people who want to build their own business in wellness. I work closely with clients one-to-one to help them build a life that they love, and I also share my experience and knowledge through my platforms on social media. I haven't always been a business coach and I haven't always been a personal trainer and in this episode I share my story from going from tomboy and sports girl to marketing and advertising manager to personal trainer to now business owner and entrepreneur in the wellness industry and throughout this episode I share all the tips and tricks that I have learned along the way and the ultimate ethos that I follow on a daily basis of understanding that every single thing that we have done in our lives has got us to where we are today and to let go and trust the journey to know that everything will eventually make sense and in this episode we kind of uncover all of that so I really hope you enjoy the first solo episode and would love to hear your feedback. So, hi and welcome to my first ever solo episode of the All Healthy Podcast. I kind of thought there'd always be a day that came because I like to chat and I just felt really called this week with all the changes I've been making in my career and all of the requests I've had to record a solo episode. This is the first one and depending on obviously how much you guys like it or resonate with it will depend on how many more I do, I guess. So please, please do feedback and let me know what you think because I won't carry on if you don't like it. But I guess for me, it's really weird that I'm doing this right now. I just kind of was downstairs feeling like, okay, I'm going to get this done. Otherwise, I'm never going to do it. I'm going away tomorrow to LA. By the time this has played, I probably have already been to LA and come back, but I'm going away tomorrow to LA. And I haven't packed, which is also not like me. I like to do it a week before, otherwise I get super, super stressed. I haven't packed. I'm looking around my room and there is crap absolutely everywhere. And I go tomorrow morning and here I am recording a podcast instead of packing. So I clearly just felt extremely cool to do this today. So this is something in a topic. I did do an Instagram poll and asked if you guys would be interested in it. And the results were pretty astounding. So here it is. For me, this episode is something that I've spoken about before in some of my workshops, to which a lot of you have been really interested in and asked a lot about. And it's really played out recently in my life too. So I thought it would really resonate with you. And I guess this is all about finding your path in life and also explaining a little bit of how I wound up here because there's some incredible things that have happened along the way. And 
I'm starting to feel like life makes a little bit of sense. And it felt like for a very long time, it didn't make any sense. So I'm not sure if that resonates with any of you guys listening, but as I've now moved into the next chapter of my life with business coaching, I never kind of thought I would end up here. Never in a million years that I think I would end up here, actually. Not for one second. And I think... I get a lot of you reaching out to me asking me, oh, I know I want to do something else. I feel really lost. I don't know where to begin. I don't know how to start. And I think a lot of this kind of issue with finding our dream lives and pursuing what we want in life comes from the pressure that we put on ourselves and the actual chasing to try and get what we want. We sometimes can cloud what it is that we are meant to do. So I guess what I'm asking you is, have you ever felt lost? Have you ever felt like things aren't making sense? Or are you someone who hates change and finds growth and transformation really scary and nerving? Because that's me in a nutshell. I hate change. I hate transforming. I always want to know where my end goal is. I always want to know where I'm getting to. And when I'm planning anything or launching anything new, I always think of, what does this mean for four years time? What does this mean for 10 years time? What will I look like? Who do I define myself on my bio as? Who will I be? What will people think of me? And actually it's all irrelevant because the key thing to look at is, who am I right now? What feels good for me right now? And if it doesn't feel good for me anymore, how do I move out of that? So I've just always been one of those people that thought it was kind of simple. It was just as simple as knowing what you wanted to do in life. I always envied the people who knew they wanted to be a vet or knew they wanted to be a doctor or knew they wanted to be a teacher. And if you are one of those people, then wow, that's incredible. And I'm, I was envious of you. However, for me, that's not the case. I'm the kind of person who changes her mind every five minutes. I wake up in the night with ideas in my head and it's really been a process of trying to figure out who I am, what I am, where I'm going and what my place is in this industry. So I guess I would start by asking a question to you is, has life ever kind of played out to you in a way that made no sense or just happened? But when you look back, you realize it all makes sense. I'm sure for all of you, there'll be a part of your life that resonates with that where something just kind of happened or fell into your lap or you moved into a job that you don't really know how you got there or you met someone in a relationship you don't really know how you got there and it just made sense but kind of made no sense at the same time I'm probably talking gobbledygook to you guys here but I guess if I take it back a step I stumbled across a quote a couple of years ago and it's kind of become one of my favorite mantras to live by and I'm gonna basically spend my time in this podcast giving you a little overview on how this kind of pan out in my life in a pretty magic way and how much this quote really resonates with me so the quote is from one of my favorite people that i'm super super inspired by uh steve jobs businessman uh apple owner founder and actually founder of so many other incredible things too but the quote for me is just beyond special and he was doing a talk to a bunch of grad students at their graduation and he was giving them advice on how to live a life they love and to build a business they dream of or a career that they're proud of and his ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You can't connect the dots going forwards. You can only connect them looking back. So you have to trust that the dots will connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever it is. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. So let me just repeat that again for you, for those of you who are listening to this going, hey, what are you on about? You can't connect the dots going forwards. You can only connect them looking back. So you have to trust that the dots are going to connect in your future. Now, the reason why I find this so powerful is because so many of us, including myself, spend so much time looking forward and trying to figure it all out. I am the queen of trying to figure everything out. I want to know exactly what's going to happen. I want to know what success that's going to make me. I don't want to know how much money that's going to make me. I want to know how many people that's going to help me help. And... I spend so much time sitting in the future. And in that quote, he makes the point of, you've got to trust that you know where you're going. And that only after you're there, can you connect the dots looking back. So I'm going to kind of explain how this has played out in my life and how I've ended up here, because a lot of people have asked me how I've got to where I've got to. And I know that a lot of people who will be listening to this will be people who want to make an impact in the wellness industry, want to make a change. There'll be people who we having a transformation and just kind of wanting to know where they're going in their life. So I've actually been through so many stages in my life, personal and work. And until I heard this quote, I'd never really given full consideration into what got me where I am today, nor where I was going or how perfectly it all actually made sense. I'd not really connected the dots. I'd not considered the dots, let alone piece them together and seen how they all fit so perfectly. I felt as though they were all kind of random dots. I felt like I'd wasted time in certain places and no way did I see the connection in looking at them as though they were all so perfect to get me where I am right now. And that's exactly how I am right now. I feel like I've just realized how perfectly everything's been happening and falling into place and just how everything makes complete sense. So my story. Now, I want you to kind of listen to this in whichever way feels right for you and start thinking of how this all connects the dots. So you guys know what I do right now. And I'm going to take it way back to being a kid. And from the age of two, sports was a huge part of my life. I was a tomboy. I was thrown into gymnastics. I was a dancer. I would run around and somersault off all kinds of walls. But I also had severe food intolerances and allergies. You name it, I was allergic to absolutely everything. And this does play a really important factor in my life when we get to a little bit later on. But I was born with lactose intolerance and they caught it from a really young age. I had eczema all over my face. I had rashes. I was super allergic to grass. I was super allergic to cats. I was just this highly sensitive little bean. So from a young age, we had to really find alternative foods to heal my body and we were already using soya milk and we were already looking at gluten-free options and bearing in mind this was 29 years ago so it's quite a while back now so sport continued to play a huge part of my life I was eight times a week in and out of different training sessions from gymnastics to dance to football to netball to ice skating to horse riding I did it all and as I grew up and went through school this played suit throughout the whole of my life and when people asked me what I wanted to do I always said I really want to own my own gym I have 
no idea where that came from. I've got to remember back then, it wasn't cool to be a tomboy. It wasn't girly. But I did always have this kind of girly streak in me. I was a tomboy, but I wasn't like through and through tomboy. I was still quite girly. Loved dressing up. Loved playing with Barbies. Loved playing with dolls. And loved being a princess. So I was kind of like this confused dot com mess which actually now is not a mess at all is it it's what we all are and as I got to my A-levels and my GCSEs I was a super bright kid at school my A-levels were all basically sport related dance related PE related I was in all the teams at school and that's kind of what got me through school but there was this underlying part of me throughout my whole childhood even in primary school that just didn't feel like I was enough and that wasn't of any byproducts of my family or my parents I was a confident girl with no confidence through and through. So even in my sports, I never quite got the squad. I never quite was the best in the team. I was always like the all-rounder, the second best. I'd win like a few competitions, but would never be the champion. And there was always something blocking me. And I was always petrified of being seen. I didn't audition to go to the Brit school, which was kind of like everyone was pushing me to go and do, to do dance, because I didn't want to fail essentially I didn't want to audition and I didn't want to fail I didn't want people to laugh at me I didn't want people to judge me I was just really sensitive I wanted everyone to love me now if we wind back to being a child a lot of you might have known if you listen to my podcast quite a lot that I was born into quite a stressful environment my father died two weeks before I was born and so I was born into a world where it was just my mum and my sister and they unconditionally loved me, but they were also going through a lot of grief. And I was this happy, chirpy kid because I knew no different. I didn't lose my dad. I knew no different. But somewhere along the lines, that obviously affected how I was as a child in terms of just wanting people to love me and like me and give me attention, essentially. So as I kind of progressed and I got into my A-levels, they were PE and double leisure and sports studies. I loved it, but I was so bored of being the only girl in my class. I'd gone from a girls' school where I was the best at everything at sports and I loved it and the teachers loved me and the school loved me, to going to a mixed college where I was in a class of loads of guys. And my teacher, my PE teacher, was extremely sexist and didn't think that gymnastics was a sport didn't think that dance was a sport didn't think that cheerleading was a sport and made me play rugby which obviously if anyone knows me that would have been horrendous so I kind of wasn't really enjoying the PE route and I kind of was starting to think to myself like what do you do with the PE qualification if I was going to go and do this at uni but what I really did love was my sports and leisure studies and now this is where kind of a massive dot comes in so you're probably noticing all the dots already but I fell in love with my teacher she was brilliant I not actually fell in love just loved her she was great she loved me and she really championed me she kind of saw that I had something a lot more to give than just the physical when it came to the sports stuff and I really enjoyed the sponsorship and advertising course or like curriculum within that class and it was something that I really enjoyed doing just looking at how brands were sponsoring looking at how teams made their money looking at how people sold their products and it became something that I really really enjoyed now at this time I was actually working in a gym my sister worked in a gym and she was the hospitality manager so she got me a job in the gym in the reception so that as soon as I turned 16 I would be able to go into the gym and become a personal trainer there which is also extremely interesting and so I'm 17 and I'm wanting to become a personal trainer but then I realized that once you did the qualification with David Lloyd you kind of got stuck in David Lloyd and I wanted to go to uni so by this point I'm looking at unis and then all the courses I'm looking at are 
sports related. So sports management, actually really wanted to be a physio, but I didn't get my double science GCSE, which was all a nightmare. I didn't realise I was on this trial year where we didn't do double science. And that meant I couldn't do biology at A-level, which I absolutely loved biology and I was really good at it, but I couldn't do it because I didn't have the right GCSE, which stopped me from being the physio that I wanted to be. So I just knew I wanted to be in sports. I knew I wanted to be in fitness, but I knew I didn't really want to be a PE teacher. And I was really strongly advised about that. So as I was looking at all these courses at uni, I was a bit like, okay, well, sports management's great, but it's just PE. And then where'd you go? Like, do you manage a gym? Well, I've worked in the gym for the last three years, but you don't need to go to uni to do that. I can work my way up. So I got a little bit confused and they were Loughborough, they were Nottingham, they were Birmingham, kind of all the typical sports unis. And then I randomly found this course called Advertising and Marketing. It was the only one that existed at the time. I think the only other uni that did it was Cardiff. And it was at Bournemouth. So I thought, well, why the hell not? Let's go and have a look at this. And I just got down there and not only did I fall in love with the course, I fell in love with Bournemouth and everything was about. I just was like, do you know what? I'm going to do a full 360 here. This makes no sense. Everyone was telling me to go and do sports studies. I got three A's in my A-level in sports psychology and PE. And again, the psychology element there is another dot. Let's just remember that. And I just was like, you know what guys I'm gonna like flip this on this lid and everyone was like what are you doing like this makes no sense will you even get on the course I knew I'd get on the course because all I had to do was get the three A's and the B and I got three A's so I was like okay do you know what I'm gonna roll with it I'm gonna do something completely different it makes no sense but I really like my sponsorship course so I took a leap I took a leap and it made no sense at all and I was like oh my god am I gonna regret this and what kind of ended up happening is sports kind of fell out of my life because it wasn't a sports uni. They had a cheerleading team and they were awful. So I was like, I'm not getting involved. And I didn't play netball and I didn't play rugby. I was, I was way more kind of like gymnastics, dance, basketball. And so I got caught up in uni. I got caught up in my uni. I got drunk all the time with my friends and I just was craving a break from sports. It had been my life since I was two, you know, I was training six times a week for gymnastics and I just wanted some time out to myself and have fun with all my friends. Not that I hadn't had that at college, but I started giving it up. I didn't even really go to the gym and I just got really engrossed in uni and I absolutely loved uni. It was absolutely incredible and just to give you a little bit of background it was advertising and marketing we did units on social media we did units on strategy we did units on creating concepts we did units on building businesses we did units on advertising like this was a very 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 incredible course it was really realistic we pitched back to clients all the time we did a lot of talking a lot of presentations and back then I was just like, I don't know what this, any of this means. And my dissertation actually really interestingly was all about influencers and it was all about how Twitter, this was when Instagram didn't exist and how we were loving Twitter and we were loving watching TV and tweeting as we were watching TV. So I was like really starting to understand audiences at this point and how we as people wanted to be seen. We wanted to interact with other people. We wanted to speak to famous people. We were becoming content creators in our own minds. So it wasn't until recently that I found my dissertation that I saw that and couldn't believe my eyes because essentially my dissertation hypothesized influencers. They didn't exist at this point. It was all just celebs. There wasn't just that reality TV star. The only ones were X Factor people and a few like I'm a celebs and stuff, but genuine influencers didn't exist. And I kind of explored the whole route of how people would start talking about brands and wanting to navigate brands. And I mean, had I have realized then 
that it was all making sense. And had I have had the mindset that this is something that's going to affect me in the future, then who knows what would have happened. But for me, it's just so interesting that my whole dissertation was on influencing at that point and I wasn't one and it didn't exist. So I was at uni, loved it. Sports kind of fell out. Then I got a part-time job while I was at uni in a magazine and I kind of always had had this like obsession from my degree with advertising. I really loved like vintage adverts and like old school magazine covers. So I got this job at the local magazine. It was DVA. It was a really cool and like trendy magazine. And I started selling the advertising space and I started very quickly realizing that I had a bit of a knack for sales and it was kind of your hardest part of sales you could ever imagine. I was literally having to walk into people's shops and saying, hi, I work for DV8 magazine. Would you like to advertise? Like proper just bouncing in on there every day, unexpected being like, yo, do you want to advertise? It was like as hard as it gets, but I really enjoyed the magazine element of it. And where I'd done sponsorship and I'd done advertising and I'd done marketing, it kind of just naturally fitted. So I did that. And then I was at uni, I was in a relationship and I stayed there a year after my degree finished. And I was in a relationship and I had a very messy breakup, very, very messy breakup. And I moved back to London and I was a shell of myself and I was heartbroken and I spiraled out of control and kind of got into this really depressed state. And at this point at uni, I'd started falling back in love with going to the gym. I realized how much I'd missed it. And I got myself back into going to the gym and was like, oh, do you know what? I wish I'd got that PT qualification. Like, I wish I had have just done it. Those were kind of the thoughts that were going through my head. And I moved back to London and I applied for a job at Hearst Magazines in the sales team. It was their graduate team. And I just knew I wanted to work with the best magazines in the industry. And Hearst owns Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Women's Health, Cosmopolitan, we just bought Women's Health. At the time, I wasn't really that fussed about Women's Health. I was much more into my fashion, kind of a bit over the sports still. So I was really keen on working on Ellen Harper's Bazaar. And I started in this team and there was this team of like 30 to 35 of us, all young, all out of uni. And it was like the best two years of my life. Like it was just like uni all over again. But I was dealing with this deep depression because of the breakup. I kind of had no self-confidence, no self-worth my confidence was just at rock bottom. I just hated myself, but I was still confident. I was still a happy person. I wasn't faking it. I just didn't have any self-confidence. I always say there's a difference between the two. So some of you might be listening to this now, starting to realize like how these dots are all starting to connect and make sense. I, you know, I was working in a magazine and because of the breakup and because of everything spiraled out of control, I guess what happened is it wasn't long before my intolerances all came back into place. Now, over the years, I'd really mastered my food allergies. We'd really learned about food, me and my mum. I was already cutting out gluten. Of course, at uni, I wasn't. I was stuffing my face on cheese and gluten and dairy. But by this point, I'd started to educate myself a little bit more about food. And my family lived in LA and was starting to tell me about the gut. Now, this was six years ago, so nobody was talking about the gut. And my auntie started sending me some information on how my gut was inflamed. I had leaky gut and all my intolerances kind of just went out the window. And it was like two simultaneous lives going on here. I, at Hearst, basically started to work my way up. Now, what happened was my manager left, handed in his notice, and I was one of the senior people in the team. I'd been there for two years. I'd kind of worked my way up. And everyone started saying to me, you know what, you should go for this job, Bex. Like, you know this business more than anyone. And my director at the time was employing loads and loads of people that had been in the industry for like 30 years and they were like 40 and they were super experienced. Anyway, I wound up getting the job and I was super over the moon and I found myself managing a team of 30 girls. Some of them had been my friends. 
Some of them were older than me. It was a real challenge, but I loved every minute of it. And I completely turned the department round in terms of looking at. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What we were doing and how we could change it. So I changed the way the setup was. I changed the magazines that people worked on. I changed the way we sold content and I changed kind of what we were doing. And in this time, I had started a blog and the blog was alternatively healthy. The name just came to me out of nowhere. I had hit rock bottom, although my job was going really well. I'd hit rock bottom with my health. And I remember sitting on my kitchen table like it was yesterday crying to my mum being like I'm 24 I have acne all over my face I look anorexic I wasn't anorexic by the way I was heartbroken and they're very different things I just was heartbroken I wasn't eating not because I wanted to look skinny I just couldn't eat anything or I was eating but my anxiety was just so high I was just burning it all off and I remember crying my eyes out being like mum I can't do this like I don't know what I can eat anymore Also, that's another thing. I wasn't not eating because I wanted to be skinny. I was not eating because I had all this fear around food. Everything gave me a bellyache. Everything made me bloated. Everything gave me a rash. My allergies were so bad that I was like, I'm done. I don't know what to eat anymore, mum. I can't do this anymore. And so I started looking back into methods of healing that mum and I had done when I was younger. So like kinesiology, acupuncture, meditation, just alternative methods to health and healing. And that's where the name came from, Alternatively Healthy. Now being super commercially minded, I set it up as a magazine from the get-go. I was working in magazines. I didn't value the importance of a blog at that point or influencers. I'd forgotten about everything. And so I set it up in a third person, which now makes perfect sense. But at the time, probably messed me up a bit because it was very commercially driven. And I was still working in magazines and I was building this other idea on the side. And then I started 
sharing what I was learning. So I was sharing my recipes. I was sharing what I was doing in the morning with my apple cider vinegar to help my stomach. But I was hiding behind the platform because I didn't want anyone to know. I set it up separately. I didn't tell anyone. I was petrified that people were going to take the mick out of me. And then it very quickly falls back into my love for fitness. Like There was no fighting it. I started loving going back to the gym. I started wanting to learn about fitness and I started wanting to become a personal trainer again. So I enrolled in a qualification to become a PT. And for two years, I ran the department at Hearst. I was running 30 girls, a four million pound budget. And I was PTing on the side. I was getting up at six in the morning, PTing three hours, going to work, PTing at lunchtime, PTing in the evening. Then my platform started to grow. I started to work with brands. I started to meet with PRs. And because I was in sales and marketing and PR, I knew the game. I knew how to like just go out and meet people. I knew how to like get on with them, find out who they were, and just build more of a relationship with them so much beyond the Instagram feed that I started to build up a following. It just happened from nowhere. I started to make impact. I was spreading a message. I was doing it for nothing but the pure love. And I became a personal trainer and spent two years doing them both. And I realized that something had to give. And... I'm not going to go into too much detail, but essentially work found out what I was doing with Alternatively Healthy and my blogging. And I was using the department in a really clever way, not using, I never blurred the department, but what I was doing is I was making the department more money because I was seeing who was spending in the wellness space. So the department's doing really well and I started doing them both and I ended up pitching Alternatively Healthy to the company to which I was led down this whole process of pitching and presenting Alternatively Healthy. And I was at this point going, you know, this is a concept that's written by experts. We have no magazine in the wellness industry. I was so passionate about what I was creating. I was like, I work in the industry. I'm a PT in the industry. I have watched Women's Health. I've worked on Elle. I've worked on Harper's Bazaar. They are all written by random people or people who are journalists and people who are in love with fitness, but not all of them are qualified. And there's so many incredible experts starting to take shape in the industry and I want to create a hub for them, a hub that creates a community of credible insight for people. And that's kind of where my passion came. I was so passionate about Alternatively Healthy. I knew there was a gap in the market for it. It spoke to all ages. It allowed the content to come alive through events, podcasts. It allowed you as audiences to look at experts and read content from people in the industry who live and breathe it, who teach it, who have communities, who work with clients one-to-one. Like That's where the credible wellness content comes from. And I ended up leaving my full-time job. I went through a really stressful time as to whether to leave or not to leave. And I was kind of told that They loved all of my ideas and they wanted me to do it for them, essentially, is what happened, is that they wanted me to run all my ideas and build an expert hub for L and for women's health. And I was just like, no, why would I do that when I want to do my own thing? And by this point, I'd already made up my mind. So I left. And at this point, I'd built up enough of a credibility in the industry that people were starting to say to me and my business partner, Tessa, that we should set up our own influencer marketing agency because we knew influencers, we knew brands. So that's what we did. Um, We set up to influence and we're still successfully running that today. And what we do is we connect brands to influencers. So for two years after leaving Hearst, I left to launch Alternatively Healthy. That's what I wanted to do. But he had built so much fear in me, the CEO, when he said to me, well, if you want to go alone, that's fine. I understand that. But 99% of new businesses don't work. And if you do launch this, you will be a competitor of ours. And 
your prospects are so much better here for you than going on your own. And so he put the fear of God in me. He put the fear of life in me and I kind of parked Alternatively Healthy and I left and I focused purely on to influence and PTing. Alternatively Healthy hit the back burner and I didn't believe in my concept anymore. I did. I believed in it so deeply and I still kept talking to people, but they just weren't really buying it and it just wasn't the right time. So we started hosting loads of events in this two-year period for brands. I started hosting loads of events as a personal trainer, working with loads of brands. And what happened is over that two years, I built up credibility in the wellness industry as an expert. I built up contacts. I built up connections. I made friends. And I overworked. I got to the point where I really overworked and I was kind of doing everything. And I kept getting injured in the gym. So I was personal training clients pretty much full time. It got to One London and Lomax. I was teaching classes with some amazing brands and I loved every second of it. But what was happening was that the PT clients coming to me weren't just wanting aesthetics. In fact, none of them were. They were all just reflections of me. Every single girl that came to me like didn't love themselves. They wanted to look great. They didn't feel great from the inside. And I noticed I was becoming so much more of a life coach to them than the aesthetics. And actually, the aesthetics was the bit I was the least interested in. It didn't fuel my like passion. I loved coaching them, but it was the coaching that I loved. And so I PT for two years, but I kept getting injured because I was running myself to the ground. I was training people. I was training myself. I was running to meetings. And I'd found myself in the same position, back handling two jobs at the same time. And I kind of got injured so bad at one point, I actually fell off some monkey bars, which was all fun and games. And I fell to the point where I couldn't move. And I had to have six weeks out of training and six weeks out of PT clients and six weeks out of working out myself. And it worked out at a really good time. It was August. It's quiet in this industry then. I was grateful. I'm grateful enough that I'd worked enough that year that like I could afford to have a kind of month off just plodding along. And in that month alternatively healthy was born again I just started picking it up again I just started being like hey this is my passion I'm gonna just roll with it but by this point the difference was I knew all the experts in the industry because I'd spent two years connecting brands to them I had hosted events with them I'd built up just knowledge in the industry people knew who I was so when I was starting to reach out to the experts to write content for the site it was easy people started going yeah we'd love to be a part of the website this is an amazing concept about time someone brought experts together I'd hosted loads of events for brands so when I launched and I started doing events people were like yes we'd love to host events because they knew I could host an event the timing was perfect I started speaking to brands and they were going oh my god we remember you telling us about alternatively healthy four years ago but it just wasn't the right time like it just didn't make sense then but what the perfect beauty of this all was was when I launched it, it was right at a time when we as audiences were super confused we'd spent three years like learning from all these different influencers and experts on Instagram and everyone was making digs at each other and everyone was saying different things so as audiences we'd become so confused as to what was wellness and what wasn't and what was credible and what wasn't and what was real and what wasn't and what was paid for and what wasn't And that was the perfect time to be launching a concept and a credible wellness community that was credible and was reliable and was natural and was holistic and was more of a mindset focus than an abs focus. And that's where it made perfect sense. So I started to slow down my PT to focus on my businesses and I built the community. I started hosting events and workshops and podcasts and to influence grew and we employed people and we started hosting more events and the PT just kind of took a back burn. But I knew that I wanted to coach so much more. So I started moving into like more mindset coaching on how to love your body from within. And 
more than recently, in fact, it's really only in the last few weeks, I was like, I miss marketing. You know, to influence is all about marketing. It's all about branding. As an influencer, I'd built up a platform and I started working with brands and like creating amazing content for them to help them hit their objectives. And I just felt that that was where I was most comfortable. Naturally, people are coming to me in the industry from experts to new entrepreneurs. And they were coming to me asking me for help. They were coming to me saying, can you help me, Becky? Can you help me? They were coming to me and saying, I've got this brand. I really want to launch it. How do I do this? Or can you look at my product and like, what am I doing wrong on my social media? It just all started naturally coming to me. And it wasn't until I took on my own business coach and my own mentor, the wonderful Lauren. And I was like, I'm just craving. I want to coach people. I love coaching people on their mindset and their confidence and their like, wellness journey but I'm not a health coach and I'm not a nutritionist and what I also love doing is like bringing experts together giving them a voice doing panel talks hosting the podcast you know it's all about working with experts so I've learned about experts I've learned about how they all grow their business I've learned about what they want what they need and what they're all lacking and where they all need help and we kind of just pulled together the fact that marketing and branding and business coaching is kind of where I've ended up coming and it's been so well received and it's been a big shift guys like it's been really hard if I'm honest to let go of the PT thing especially in my industry and if anyone's in my industry they'll know that like when you qualify to do something I never thought I'd be a PT and then neither did I ever think I'd be a business coach and it's been a bit of a weird transition and I've had massive imposter syndrome announcing that I was going to be a business coach because everyone knows me in the industry as a wellness PT coach and I think the point is is that you're not meant to define yourself you know I host a podcast I run events and workshops I love bringing experts together but I'm moving into this space of business and brand coaching where I help people who are experts already in the field who want to grow their business or realign or repurpose or I work with people who have a big idea who want to become experts they want to have impact they want to be seen and I help them build influence I help them streamline their business to be seen and make an impact and make a change and there are loads of lessons I've learned along the way which is probably for a completely different podcast but this one's all about connecting the dots now some of you might have already figured this out but think about it like I was sports dreaming of being a PT owning gyms going into advertising and sponsorship courses to do with sports going into an advertising and marketing and PR and social media degrees, then working in a magazine on advertising sales, then to working for a big corporate company on magazines, to becoming an influencer, to talking about wellness, to launching my own magazine, my own wellness community, to becoming a business marketing and mindset strategy coach. I don't think there's a story that makes more sense or connects dots more perfectly, but it's only in looking back I can see how everything I've done in life, although none of it made sense at the time or might have just been gone with the flow at the time, make absolute perfect sense now. Had I not have randomly changed my mind at uni to not do sports and to go into doing advertising and marketing, then I would have no idea how to pitch, how to present, how to sell, how to create a concept, how to build a social media strategy. That's where I learned all of that. Had I not have gotten ill and broken up with my boyfriend, then I would never have had a journey or a story to get well again. I wouldn't have started looking into it and wanting to know how I could help others. Had I have not worked at Hearst, 
you know, I could have looked back and been like, this was a waste of time. Had I not worked at Hearst, I wouldn't have understand what the wellness market looked like. I wouldn't have understand how to build a team. I wouldn't have understand how to look after a budget forecast, brainstorming new revenue ideas to make money from a very dated concept into a very new concept. I wouldn't have learned how to structure myself, how to manage people, how to train people, how to employ people, how to look out for people's strengths. Had I have not spent two years personal training, then I wouldn't have understood what is missing in this industry. I wouldn't have had that contact time with people. I wouldn't have got to know all the gyms and all the people in the gyms and all the coaches at the studios. I wouldn't have built myself up as a credible name in the industry. So that two years that I didn't have alternatively healthy, had I have not left it and had I have continued to push it, then I wouldn't have hosted all the events that I've hosted. I wouldn't have spent time nurturing relationships, building networks, making friends in the industry. You know, that fundamental two years where I wasn't focusing on alternatively healthy was the time where I grew in the industry. It was the time people started to know who I was. It was the time I started to build myself up as a credible expert. And it was the time I met other experts. So that when I relaunched Alternatively Healthy again, it was easy because people were like, wow, we'd love to write for you. We'd love to be part of your brand because we know who you are. And we know that you're passionate about making credible wellness content. We know that you're passionate about spreading a good message. And more importantly, I'm super passionate about helping other people. Nothing lights me up more than helping others, helping others achieve their dreams and their goals or making them see what they want to do. So if I hadn't have done the personal training I wouldn't have realized that it was more about the physical. I wouldn't have realized that it was more about coaching people than it was about training their appearance. Because that's where I fell out of love with the industry because I got caught up in chasing my appearance. I got caught up in what all the other PTs were doing. And I forgot that this was for a purpose to help people. So had I have not done that, I wouldn't have been able to then go into business coaching. I wouldn't have met all the experts that I've met to be able to business coach them. It all makes sense. The dots all connect. I don't know if this resonates with you guys, but for me, it's something I've really noticed recently where I'm like, wow, and I'd love for you guys to maybe look at your journey a little bit over the last few years and your career. Just start with the career because that's probably what most of you are thinking of and just start adding up where like everything might connect. Now, the beauty of this is that it is where it connects going backwards. That doesn't mean I can figure out what my next step is. It means that I've got to trust that the next step, whatever it might be, is going to make sense. So I still really want to get a life coaching course qualification. Who knows what this business coaching will lead into? I have big dreams of continuing to coach people one-to-one, which has, by the way, all been very easy. When things are hard in life and they're a struggle and they don't make sense, they don't work out, they're not meant to be. Like I was meant to run an event this weekend and I'd been pushing. I knew it was such a good concept. I'd been pushing for sponsors. I'd been pushing for help. And it just didn't seem to go. It just didn't seem to work. It all fell through. And it just wasn't the weekend. I've had so much on. I fly to LA tomorrow. My cat died last week. So I've been in grief for like a week and I could never have ever posted an event in a million years. Never would I have had the energy. Everything happens for a reason. So this isn't about connecting your dots going backwards so you can figure out what the future looks like. This is about trusting that you didn't know what your next dot was. You didn't know what your next step was. But I can guarantee some of you who now might be thinking of your past might totally understand that every step has made sense. If you choose to see it that way, if you choose to decide that that was worth doing for that time because it got you to this next step. So the key is that all you have to do is believe that the dots will connect and you just have to follow your heart in whatever you want to do because you know it will work. It will come. You'll be able to connect the dots going backwards because at the end of the day, whenever I've followed my heart, 
and just gone with things that felt right, no matter how hard it was to transition out of the old, no matter how worried I was that people were going to judge me, no matter how scared I was that I was going to fail, or no matter how scared I was that I was going to be judged or seen. Because also, let me tell you, failure doesn't exist. You could say that I failed Alternatively Healthy a hundred times because I actually launched it six years ago, but I wasn't failing. It was all being part of the process to get me to the point where I could launch it now and it work. Because now's the time in the industry that we need that space. Now's the time that people trust me and know that I can host events. I create credible wellness content and I champion experts. So I never failed. It felt like failure. I felt like, oh, maybe this idea is all in my head and maybe alternatively healthy is not right. But actually it was so right. And every part of the puzzle connected to making it relaunch again and to all around me going full throttle all the way back around to marketing in wellness every single part of my life now makes sense I'm doing sports wellness fitness PTing a little bit of business coaching like that is every part of my experience all wrapped into one as a business and mindset coach so I guess if I could leave you with one little nugget is I'd love for you to take a look at your journey whatever it may be about and where can you connect your dots where do they make perfect sense to where you are right now And how can you be a little bit more present in the right now and enjoy it and trust that it's all working out perfectly and the next stop and the next step, no matter how weird, scary or frightful it might be, write it out, trust the process so that you can look back at the dots. Because like all things in life, when you follow your heart, it always works out. So yeah, I guess that's my life dotted back now there's so many insides out that I'd love to talk further about like how I went from corporate to self-employed or how I got ill to well I know that might be a big question how I healed my body of my eczema my asthma my hay fever you know this isn't the life story of Becky well it kind of is but it's not I haven't really gone into detail on quite a lot of the stuff and especially when it comes to my health and my body confidence issues because it wasn't about that. I really wanted this to be about connecting the dots for you guys just to see that everything makes perfect sense. So yeah, I really hope that's been useful. I'm going to go and pack my bags now to go to LA, but I'd love to hear your feedback if this episode resonated with you or whether I was just rambling off for an hour and it didn't make any sense. But please do slide into my DMs and share. I'd love to know how your dots connect. So yeah, have a wonderful day, guys. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Peace out. You have been listening to the Alternatively Healthy Wellness Podcast Series by Becky Raven. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please feel free to leave your comments and feedback below. And don't forget to give us a lovely little rating. For more information on our podcasts, other episodes, and to find out more about what we do, please visit www.alternativelyhealthy.co.uk. And remember... Shaping the healthiest version of you means looking purely at you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com <laughs> 